Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hail Cheaters. Welcome to the Always Cheating Podcast, special weekend edition of the Always Cheating Pod. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm good. It's good to be with you, Josh. We've done now three podcasts apart between our main feed and <laughs> yeah, Patreon feed. So uh, I'm back with my buddy. Yeah. And we're going to take this break, though. Really, you know, every once in a while. Yeah. Listen, content, content, content. It's like that uh, Mitchell and Webb bit about football, football, football. It never yep. stops. Yep. Neither does the uh, the content drip. Uh, so yeah, I'm <laughs> no. glad that you were you had a nice little vacation with your family. Thanks again to Ed Gray for stepping in uh, to help host last week. Mm-hmm. But this this episode, Josh. Now that we're back together, we've got six game weeks under our belt. It is time yep. for FPL to look forward. You said yep. on the always cheating Twitter feed at Hail Cheaters. We'll plug there for the Twitter. You said on there, you think we now have enough information to wildcard. What do you mean by that? Well, I, I think so. I think that there's there's certain questions that, you know, about, about keepers, about uh, cheap defenders. Uh, you often want the the the, tra- the summer transfer window to close, right? I mean, you know, I mean, Forrest added something like 17 or 55 new players just in the last like somewhere days, between you know? 17 and 55. Yeah, the, the, the final yeah. number has not yet been confirmed. Yeah. So a lot of things change. So we have the, the window is closed, uh, the transfer window. I think we know certain things now, like the some of the questions that we've been having about Liverpool, I think, unfortunately, are 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 real now. And and yeah. and and really, you know, and I think I don't think a lot of us wanted to just be like, OK, yeah, Salas, that might be done. Now, of course, like done, done is does not mean that it's like I put Sal in a box and I never put him in my team again, ever. Yeah. Right. But we're, this we're is not like the end of a Toy Story movie with <laughs> yeah, Mo Salah. Exactly. <laughs> but calendar year 2022 has not been great for Mo Salah, right? Beginning yeah. with the with the AFCON loss and continuing through uh, to the to the start of the season. Now, Again, we're talking fantasy here. Now he's he's certainly done a, a, a great many things in Liverpool. The numbers are still there, Josh. The numbers are still there, but but in a, in a sense they they aren't still there, right? Because they're they're not there for, in terms of the the fantasy results sure, that you yeah. need from a thirteen yeah, yeah. million midfielder. Underlying um, stats. Yeah, we know that Chelsea is a bit of a mess still. Now that may resolve yeah. itself as well, but sometimes we think we 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 position this in always cheating as uh, like things we think we think. And I feel like we are now, I think we're saying here after game week six, we're graduating into things we think, uh, we know, I suppose you could say. We think we, yeah, we think we know what we now think, you know, it's sort of that sort of, yeah. But I mean, it's, 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 you know, I, and I guess that's where I said what I meant about Sal is that it's, it's the whole trick I think to being, to having a successful fantasy season is to, um, 
be willing to make some some decisions, some like real decisions, right? Because sometimes the, you know can you can sit on your hands and wait a little too long, and people jump on form players faster than you do, and suddenly. You know, if that happens three or four times in a season, that could be 30 or 40 points that you're down. Yeah. And that's the difference between winning yeah. or losing your mini league. And, you know, so you have to be able to pivot, but you also have to be willing to kind of reset your priors, right? Like uh, you and I were talking about this a little bit before the podcast. I just could not reset my priors enough when it came to Mitrovic, right? He just, that two years ago when he was up, just, I don't care what he did last season in the championship, right? It was, it was incredible last season in the championship, but I could not get over what he did two years ago, which is that he just was not a viable fantasy asset for the entire season. Well, he didn't the play. He was, it was the problem. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even play. Yeah, he didn't play, but You can still. blame Scott Parker for that, but, yeah, but, your, but your point stands. I hear you. Yeah, and it was two seasons, really. I mean, he wasn't terrible the first time he came out, That's but it true. wasn't like he was fantasy gold. Like he's, uh, he's like a game week or two away from matching what he did his first year, you know, when, when he came up. So I, I think, you know, so for someone like him, I, you know, it's like, you have to kind of reset your thinking a little bit. And now, now I feel like, and you just, you know, Ivan, Tony, right. You just like, we needed to like see a few more matches with some of these players to, to kind of reset and get a sense of, you know, I, I think someone like Nico Williams is interesting, right? Because he's someone who is sort of, it's like a little like eye of the beholder, right? Like picks up an assist today, but uh, Forrest also concede three goals. And um, there's at least enough information there to make some kind of decision, whether it's the right one or not. You know, yeah. it's like we now know that he is attacking, but they also probably won't be able to keep very many clean sheets, right? And so right. Uh, point, total, yeah. total points on six game weeks is 12. So that's an even two points per game week. So right. A, right. he had to get an assist just to catch up to a – standard 90 minutes played per game week points tally still perfectly acceptable for a five million or four you know, million. i mean for a, for a fifth defender yeah i agree yeah, exactly yeah, i agree defender, yeah, four million. I, the problem with nico and and we're gonna go team by team as quickly as we can and we can talk about this a little more the thing with nico is i feel like he's the perfect player if you're playing three or four at the back if you're doing yeah. five at the back neat you know starting a a defender from Forest or Bournemouth or Leicester, for that matter, doesn't yeah. sit right with me. I can't imagine when I wildcard, and I'm I'm still on the, a little bit on the fence about when I'm going to do this. I, to be honest, it wasn't for the for Fest this weekend. Uh, Coming September 10th, get your tickets at fest-nyc.com. Uh, I would really seriously considering just wildcarding now, and 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 especially after we have the Champions League matches and kind of getting a impression. Yeah. I think as it is, I'm going to be a little too distracted. I, I do I do not like to wildcard when I'm not focused enough to really put the time. Also, in. watching your wildcard team roll out Saturday, September 10th, in front of 100 other people who know who you are and know <laughs> that you're on. Wild it's me like 120 or yeah exactly so yeah it's, it's that's too a lot many of people. pressure it's it's too much pressure i can't so i don't I, even like going to matches when we when you and i went to the uk in the last trip and i had players in those games right. i couldn't even enjoy it right i Liverpool. I, we saw leicester in front of a, a wonderful home stadium destroy i think it was aston villa yes. i couldn't even enjoy it because i wasn't getting a, you know returns from, you had you had, you know, uh, had. Per, perez and i had harvey barnes barnes yep. scored and i freaked out and i look over and you were like <laughs> 
grimacing. You didn't even stand up, as I remember. You were, maybe you <laughs> was, stand up, stood up just because we were in a supporter section. Yeah, and you didn't want to look like a Villa fan or something. I'd like to. I'd like to think I've matured since then, Brandon. When I was in my my mid to late thirties, you know, pre-COVID, there was a different different version of me. Exactly. COVID changed you, Josh. Yeah, COVID changed, it changed all of us, Brandon. So anyway, we're going to talk about wild cards. Uh, the way that we're going to the lens that we're going to do that through is is going through the the table and talking about. Uh, you know, who we've been impressed by, who we haven't been and who the jury's still out on. And so, you know, I, th- I think this is an instructive way to do it, though, because uh, if you just kind of look at total points or look at, I don't know, I, I feel like you know, if, if you just kind of look at who's performing right now, um, you maybe miss out on some on some players who should be part of the conversation. And so I think this is a way to to do it. Now, it doesn't mean that everyone's going to get 18 minutes. Of course, that's that's not necessary. But um, I think certain clubs do deserve some some real you know, mm-hmm. time consideration. So that's, that's really what we're going to do with this week's pod. Um, you know, score check time. We're, we're actually recording this. It's a holiday weekend here. So the timing's a little screwy. So we're recording this, uh, before the, um, the final two Sunday matches have, have taken place. So, but just checking in, you know, you and I both had really good midweeks and then mm. kind of basically if you didn't have Ivan Tony, you probably haven't had a great game week so far uh, i am on uh 32 points as it is with uh three players still to play i'm still feeling okay with my rank i'm in 184k which isn't so bad uh i was up i was up into the top 100k after game week five if i if i stay inside the top 200k after this that feels like a win considering nobody has done anything in my team except erlin holland i have seven blanks and erlin holland yeah and uh how are you doing this week yeah, a very similar. I'm just two points shy of you on 30 points. I have one more player to go than you. So I've got Saliba, Dunk, Martinelli, and Jesus to play. And Holland Cap. Yeah, and I, I think I'm interested to talk about this wild card because both you and I have gotten off, like got a good jump on the season. Uh, we both got into the top 100K last week, and now I'm at 138. I look at, I struggled, I had two free transfers and I struggled to just play one going into game week six, not because, wow, my team is like bulletproof, but I am, I'm struggling with my budget allocation. Like I can't yeah. commit to dropping, I don't have the guts to drop Sala or Luis Diaz, who's another prime candidate, even Trent, like Liverpool. I've got a lot of money that's really not coming back to me in FPL points. So I decided to do a completely sideways move. What I thought not really sideways move because I went backwards in the pitch and I picked up Tyler Adams for Bailey. I just I was sick of Bailey's price dropping is down to 4.7. Didn't know if he was going to start or not. I just wanted to get somebody in who I could have on my bench while I would know would get at least 60 minutes who, mm-hmm. who was priced at 5 million okay. on Tyler Adams. I would not recommend anyone get them for fantasy. Cause he is just like a classic deep line yeah. defensive midfielder. He's not going to get you <laughs> yeah. any FPL points, yeah. but um, I, he's just kind of like, I just, I don't want to let this transfer like, disintegrate. Yeah, get- Get him through to your wild card, like you know. Yeah, like, and, yeah and so yeah. so I I'm ready to restructure, but I I'm just not quite convinced. Even, so, even after today, of. even after seeing Salah basically do nothing, much, mm-hmm. like he has not had a good match this season from a fantasy perspective. Yeah, right. I mean yep. the the. I'm trying to think. I mean, he had what a goal and an assist in the Fulham match. He wasn't great in that match. Uh, scored a. 
you know, one goal very late in the Man United match when the match was effectively decided. Um, he picked up two assists in the Newcastle. One was very good. One was, um, you know, basically like a fell off his back of his shoulder, you know, um, yep. uh, and you know, so we picked up 10 points, but then kind of, I mean, obviously that was, it was the 97th minute of 95 minutes. Right. So, um, yeah. you know, he's, it, it's, it, I just have not, I mean, his ownership is, I mean, his ownership is high in a general sense, like his 50, 51% owned, but that that's kind of spread out across, you know, all 10 million managers. And I, I think that in yeah. the top kind of million or so, I'm not sure his ownership is, is anywhere near that high. Right. And so yeah. you're kind of in a position now where it's, it, it may be that's, I mean, someone like Pascal gross is going to hurt you now more than most Salah, <laughs> right? Like that's, yeah. that's, uh, you know, a major change in terms of, mm-hmm. and, and he's, you're just not getting, and, and also like, I mean, if, if Holland is properly perma captain, the way that it looks like he, has to be now right yep. uh then i really am not sure that 13 million for for Salah is worth it and so it feels weird because it's just you know but again it's it's not we're not saying goodbye forever you know by the way we're just i think we'll just skip liverpool now brandon because we, we're going to cover <laughs> them right now but it's not i'm not saying goodbye forever but i think it's i think it's, it's, it's more complicated i yeah. think it's more complicated the because we all have these close relationships, fantasy relationships with Mo Salah, these the Salah in, Salah out, is he worth it? Is it not? It's so fraught because we've been with him through through so much over the last five years or so. He's yeah. still apart from Rodrigo, who is totally injured now, is the highest point scoring midfielder in the game. Now, granted, the next highest is Pascal Gross, who's just one point short, short, and you're getting uh, and you're getting much better value there. But um, like, if you're saying, "Well, Salah looks terrible," I'm gonna just go to Kevin De Bruyne. Well, yeah. I, well, you're still up on points on De Bruyne with Salah. You're up three uh, points. Uh, you're for, up for an extra million. Sure. You know? So what? Yeah. You're you're getting Salah out just to be right or so, something like. No, I'm getting that. Salah out to to take a million and and, and upgrade uh, my archer to somebody who can actually start for me. You know, and I and I'd be bringing yeah. someone like Kevin De Bruyne, who's the the best player in the Premier League. Who are you gonna you know? get? Okay, like, all right. Just to that, who you, who is Archer going to become? Which an extra point eight? Well, no, it's like it, this is why you'd have to wild card to do it, right? Because yes. you go solid to KDB, you go Luis Diaz to, uh, you know, maybe Will Zaha, right? So that 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 frees up another million. That gets Archer up to like six point five, roughly. I'm just like back to the envelope sure. in it right now. Uh-huh. Uh, that almost gets you to Mitro, right? And so maybe you turn Kyle Walker into a four point five defender, like Dunk. That that that'd be enough to do it. Then I'd have seven million, you know. So like I think. I, I, you know, or, or, I mean, you, now, now, I mean, I like James, like, I'm, do I really even need Reese James? Right. And so, but if I feel like I still want to be kind of slightly protected, you know, in terms yeah. of Chelsea, although their fixtures are, are not as actually, they're, they're still pretty strong, honestly. Um, you know, then you just bring in Fafana at 4.4 million and you're sort of covered defensively, you know, for like their best fixtures. And then, yeah. and then, you know, it's all three of them, right. Trent Cancelo and James are in a really interesting spot right now because, they're so expensive and you're really not getting a lot except for these random explosive game weeks. And I think with Cancelo, I'm, I'm sticking with him because I just feel like 
Man City's defense is, it's just like, you know, this happens like every year with them. They have this little run where they just concede a couple random goals and it makes it look like they're not worth owning in fantasy. And, mm-hmm. but the, the, the Liverpool to me feels a little bit different because it feels a little more like the COVID year now where Klopp's in like a permanently bad mood. Uh, you know, the, the, I just, okay. Am I wrong about this? But does it feel like they're just not running the press? Or not the press, but the uh, the like the like the fast like when they win the ball back, right? When they like, like when the they press and when the, the counterattack. So when they when they win the ball back on the press, they, they start the counterattack. It feels so slow to me, and I can't tell if it's because you know Mane was just so important to it, or Tiago's yeah. you know absence is making the biggest difference. Yeah. I don't know. Ken, Ken Early made this point where yeah, a couple of years ago Liverpool were at the peak of their. They are just going to run press counterattack every single team to death this team is at the end of a cycle and when you see them out there now they are now the regal champions uh standing out there kind of waiting for the success to come to them and they're they the energy level is 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 uniquely lower and this is part of like tiago coming in in the midfield was an attempt to Klopp's attempt to sort of change the the tempo of the game yeah. for Harvey Liverpool, Elliott which, has been helpful, I think, in that regard. Yeah, I think he's good. I mean, him and Carvalho, both Fulham uh, Academy players, up to Fulham. Yeah. Uh, but I I agree. Yeah, Liverpool do feel like almost similar to Leicester in a way where it's a bunch of jaded players who are just kind of over it. And when you see, I agree with you, Klopp just looks insanely angry all the time. And you know, he's angry when he's like mockingly laughing on the sidelines. Yeah. You're like, Oh wow. Now yeah. he's really Sarcastic angry. laughter of Jurgen Klopp. Never Can you imagine good, being around yeah. that guy for like five plus years. I, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's going to drain, energy, uh, it's right? gonna yeah, drain exactly. on you emotionally. I, I really, I love and admire him. Like, like everybody, I'm sure, a Liverpool supporter, yeah. but, but yeah, I, it's, it's a lot of energy, you know, and I, I, I'm one of these people too. I know what, I know what it's like to be around people like me, you know, yeah. a lot of emotions. <laughs> yeah. Brandon, you so know? I, yeah. I'm glad that we talked through that with Sala, because I think what the way you sort of outlined it there is, is correct. I'll say it's correct from my point of view. Where this is not an argument of, listen, you were wrong to have Salah, you got to get him out. No, Salah uh, represents now uh, a complex opportunity that is not just a matter of get KDB in sort of a thing. And yeah, exactly. um, I, exactly. I, I think that where I am right now with my wildcard thinking is uh, particularly a week like game week six where I've had a great game week virtually every week until now I look at my team and after just one kind of bum game week from these guys, I have, I have a hard time convincing myself like this guy's got to go. This guy's got to go. Mm-hmm. Um, just, uh, so I, I, it's like, I yeah. need to just fully disassemble it and reassemble it to convince myself there's yeah. a better route. Because I don't want to be, you can wild card because you've had a really bad, start to the season and you need to reshape your team and kind of get to the key players that have been performing well, or you've been on the key performers that are doing well and you see suddenly now they're lagging a bit and you've, you've squeezed all the juice out of some of them after six game weeks and you can't be the last one to get rid of them. Yeah. Okay. Who am I looking at my squad right now? Who, who am I going to be the last one to get rid of Kyle Walker? I want out Trent. I'm reluctantly holding all that 59 minute sub today was brutal. 58th minute, whatever it was. Sanchez, golden, not going anywhere. 
Cancelo holding for sure. James would be would be willing to drop. Diaz would be willing to drop. Martinelli, Golden, not going anywhere. Salah willing to drop. Aronson, you know, fun punt. Find you know, like ready to you know, kind of same with you. Had a transfer, wanted to use it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, worked out okay. I got an assist last week. Um, yeah, you got ready, the leads, leads guy who actually attacks. So yours was more strategic than mine was just sort of like <laughs> a use, use well, it or lose 0. it. 0.5 million more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Holland, of course, not going anywhere. Gabriel Jesus, an interesting one. Somebody who let's, I don't know, let's, let's, let's wait and see what happens tomorrow in that Man United match. But I, I don't think that he is, um, is untouchable as he seemed uh, a few weeks ago. So, um, mm-hmm. all right. So that's, you know, so I, I think, I think you're right. I think there's, there, you know, uh, some, some places to, to evaluate, but Brendan, let's, let's, you know, actually get into the heart of the podcast here. I did want to quickly, I mentioned fast before it's this Saturday. It's coming up. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. are in the United States and you can get to Brooklyn on Saturday, it's a whole day of watching. You don't even fantasy. have to be in the U.S., Josh. We've got people yeah. coming from uh, Norway, from Australia. Uh, there was an Irish, an Irish gentleman who reached out. Uh, yeah. yeah, so people are like, like you know, people like we're not making this up. Like there are people literally coming from all over the country and literally all over the world, uh, you know, to this. And I don't want to make that sound like it's overblown. It's not like it's not. We're talking about thirty-five people from. 20 different countries, but like a lot of different people are coming to this thing, including a lot of people in the United States, especially here. And, you know, if you play fantasy and you live in the U S and you want to meet people who love this game too, and you know, and, and you, we can all try to figure out why we do together, you know, like how do we all get sucked into this crazy world, uh, as, as Yankees, then, you know, come, come meet us and hang out. It's gonna be a full day. We're going to watch matches the entire time. We're going to do live conversations. We have, uh, Mark, Mark Southerns is going to be there. Uh, Gianni um, Petici is going to be there. Ed Gray is going to be there. We have a lot of really interesting fantasy personalities and it's just going to be a lot of fun. And we're all just going to be hanging out watching games and there's a pitch and it's, it's on a rooftop. So you can have this incredible view. So if you want to just literally go there and like fill up your Instagram, you know, um, just do, you know, do some reels from there, Brandon, yeah, you, know, you can do yeah. some reels from there. If you have a, if you have a partner who is not interested in sports, you can come and show them the views and uh, <laughs> yeah, have an exactly. ice cold beer with them and take yeah. a selfie and yeah. you'll be a hero for a Saturday. <laughs> so fast dash NYC.com. Once again, Brennan, that's fast-nyc.com. You can find it all over. You can find it on our website and, and on, on socials and all that stuff. Uh, yeah. But yeah, please yeah, please go out there and get tickets because we really want to see and meet you there. Uh, because we went a little long and fast, I'll just just a quick note to say thank you so, so much to everyone who supports the podcast on Patreon. It is genuinely it the backbone. I, with no exaggeration mm-hmm. of what we sure. do here. So, uh, you know, thank you to Thomas Tisloff, our newest producer, and, and Morton Linkfist, uh, uh, both of who um, pledged this week. Uh, really appreciate everyone who who pitches in to support the podcast, and uh, we wouldn't be able thank to you. keep doing it without you. And we've also done a couple of fun solo pods. I, I think I think those will those will end this week, Brandon. Uh, you know, I think we'll, you and I'll be back to doing normal ones uh, this Thursday. Yeah. But uh, people do like us going in these Odyssey the Mind solo pods, where we just you know <laughs> try to be like. Like little, you know, kind of. Yeah, my father-in-law's. Yeah. My father-in-law's staying with me and my wife right now, and he was he was like, "So you talked for like an hour there," uh, and I was like, "Yeah, uh, to myself." Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I could just he he his mind was boggled. He's just like, "How does one do that? Like, how does one talk yeah. themselves for an hour straight?" 
Yeah, not easily, you know. It's a uh, but, but that's what we that that, that was our, our pledge yeah. to our to our supporters. So, uh, patron uh, patreon.com slash always is where you can go to support the podcast. And if you're already a patron and you want to go to fest, then you get ten percent off uh, as well. So, uh, that basically pays for a month right there. Um, so, Brandon, let's take a break. We'll get back and get into our main thread today. All right, we're back. Main thread time, wildcard time, size up the FPL prospects and all 20 Premier League clubs. We're going down the table here, Brandon, because sometimes Mm -hmm. if we're not careful and we do this alphabetically, then we end up spending like 16 minutes on Bournemouth or whatever, you know, just because they they come first. So we're going to go through the table. The first 10, we're going to spend a fair amount of time, well, you know, some time on at least. And then uh, the bottom half, it's going to be more like lightning round style, a couple of quick hits. So Arsenal... Lot, I mean, you know, it's it's a little tricky because obviously, you know, we we haven't seen this Man United match that that's going to take place. Uh, I guess it'll be today when you listen, or Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, there's a lot to like. Obviously, Josh, they could uh, be three points clear uh, at the top of the table after this match at Old Trafford. That's possible. Yeah, I mean, I think that's I think four points, right? I think they're, four they're, points, they're yeah, one point. Right, yeah, right. They're, yeah, the one point clear before the match is even played, which is incredible. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Man City dropping four points already is a little unexpected given how amazing they've looked at times this yeah. season, right? Yeah, uh, everyone's like, yeah. oh, Holland Farmers League, whatever. City are a machine. Mm, uh, are they? Are they? Yeah, it's it's like it's a good start, but it's I mean, it's still getting up for second, but it's not. That, I mean, they're tied with Spurs, right? You know, and ju- just just separate in the goal difference. So, yeah. I mean, obviously, Gabriel Martinelli is, uh, I think, the player that there's just there's nothing fluky about what he's doing, right? It's like he's just he's on the left wing. He's incredibly involved. He almost plays like a forward at times. He looks up really well with uh, with Gabriel Jesus. Um, I mean, he's the one fantasy player who I think is, is borderline essential. And then, you know, I mean, what do you think about Jesus? Like, are you just, you know, do you feel like, is it just like steady as it goes? And then like, I, I don't feel like, the, I don't feel any urgency to move him, but I also don't feel like he's necessarily yeah. a season keeper at this point. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you on Martinelli, who is basically this year's Harvey Barnes and undroppable, but Jesus, um, I think if you wildcard and look to bring in Harry Kane, then I would definitely be dropping Jesus in favor of either a, a benchable forward like Archer, who you just like never play, yep. or you go for somebody cheaper like Mitrovic or Ivan Tony. So yeah, Jesus, he's he's just kind of uh, he serves a purpose for a particular formation or play style. I do think what we've seen from him is he's not essential the way Martinelli is. Yeah. Ownership is super high. You know, it's, I'm not, I don't see a lot of value in dropping him given that. I mean, is Ivan Tony just a better fantasy prospect than Gabriel Jesus? Like, can we go that far at this point? It's like, it's close, right? No. Uh, Well, there is some recency bias where. uh, Sure. Tony was benefiting from that hat trick in, in many ways. And I think Brentford are going to be, uh, you're not going to know exactly what you're going to get from Brentford week to week. And if you're an Arsenal fan, you're probably thrilled that Arsenal have graduated from their Brentford phase where now you kind of know what you're going to get from Arsenal week to week, which is a miracle. So I like Jesus at, at least because you have a really clear idea of what Arsenal are going to give you, where there are going to be many Saturdays and Sundays where Brentford just don't show up. They just get 
just demolished by yeah, um, a top six team. Yeah, that, that's true. And uh, we're also talking about, still talking about three goals and three assists through five matches for him. Uh, so I, I'm just opening the door, right? Because I think that with Gabriel Jesus, there, the he looks so good that, mm-hmm. but it's part of the reason he looks so good is because he is doing lots of great things in the pitch that, that go beyond fantasy. Right. And it's right. like, it's like, it's almost like he looks so good that it may be deceiving us into thinking that he's even better fantasy value than he really is, you know? And so that, that is at least something I want to kind of plant a seed for, you know, like it's, yeah, yeah it, it's not that I, I'm with you. I'm not, I'm not planning to, to drop him either, but I think that it's, there are at least, it's at least like a conversation we could start to have if we see yeah. a couple more blanks, you know, in the future. I don't think he's yeah. worse. I don't think he's worse than Mitro or uh, Tony. So you, I feel like you've got to have a reason to get rid of Jesus for those guys, meaning you're uh, you've you've got a big upgrade coming somewhere else yeah. on, on the pitch. I, I think I think that's I think that's right. Yeah, you'd have to like have a clear plan for that money, you know. And right. now so that I think that's kind of, I think yeah. it's Harry yeah. Kane. Like I just think if you're not doing the Jesus thing, you're doing Kane. Right. Uh, otherwise, would you do like? Holland, Tony, Mitro. That just seems like you're, that's just a, they putting a little too much risk into yeah. your forward returns, especially if you're playing three up front week in, week out. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, that's kind of what we, they've been super consistent. It's, um, I don't hate it, you know, mm-hmm. because if you think about, if you compare what you're getting with from Mitro and Tony to what you're getting from comparable midfielders, I feel like they're, they're really coming that's ahead better. right now. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I'm not, it's not just the hat trick. I mean, Tony has just been super involved, right? I mean, even just with, you know, after, you know with a couple blanks. So yeah. I think, um, I don't know. I feel like he, there's at least some, like, I don't know. It feels weird to spend this much time on whether I should be dropping Gabriel Jesus, but the, I think, I think the Arsenal defense looks really solid, um, that, you know, they were a, a kind of fluke uh olympico away from from not conceding and that two olympicos in one season like already this is absolute madness yeah i thought that was a foul but we don't need to go into it it's 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 you know it is what it is but i think you know you and i both have salib i feel great about that and um that's just you know to me it's like he i feel he feels very solid in my team right now he's a better ben white in fantasy terms because i thought ben white was a hack into arsenal defense last season because he was 4.5 yeah. Saliba priced at 4.5 has become that hack and I see Saliba is like really good on bonus yeah. whereas Ben White was was less good and uh he's a set set piece threat like him and Gabriel just tower on corner kicks yes I'm super happy to have joined you on the Saliba train yeah, and Ben White, I think, might be under a little bit of threat as well. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, on the on the on the right wing, at least. You know, at the very least, he's a little more rotatable uh, than I think. I feel like Saliba and Gabriel have formed such a nice duo that that you know, um, and and Arsenal really do have like a very decent. I mean, does he even count as a backup? Like whatever you would, you know, whatever you want to call. Um, um, Tomiyasu, you know, but he's Tomiyasu was excellent last year, you know, and so he's, yeah. you know, it's a little bit, it's almost a little bit like Rabo, um, and uh, I'm just like forgetting everybody's name all of a sudden. Sorry, uh, it's a little bit like like Rabo and Samikas, you know, where you yeah. just like the fact that there is this very good player who can sub in and, and get minutes is might be just enough to kind of scare you off, you know, somebody. Mm-hmm. So, all right, and then and then um, yeah, and then the the jury's still out. I mean, I guess um, that's kind of where we are right now with. 
Um, well, yeah, with Saka to a degree, um, I was thinking, you know, specifically of Zinchenko just because he's injured right now. Um, mm-hmm. and let's, let's see where he is. I, I thought he's looked, he looked excellent when he was playing. And so I think I, I, I would be very surprised if I didn't have Zinchenko at some point this season. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I think that, um, especially if he, if he plays in more of a midfield role, then you're, then you're talking about a really valuable fantasy asset, but I guess that, you know, I don't know where, you know, if he, does he play over Xhaka? Like, it's not totally clear to me how that's, I guess with party out, it doesn't, it's not as relevant, but, um, what, what about your boy, Martin Erdegaard, Brandon? I mean, he's got three goals already. Uh, <laughs> I you know, told you all, you yeah. never, and you didn't believe me. This guy, this guy's a baller. Yeah. I mean, everybody knew he was a baller, but is he a fantasy prospect? He just, he, plays much farther forward than people want to give him credit for mm-hmm. he uh and uh he he's he's very talented and i think with all that's now going on in the tech like last season it was just Saka and odegaard pat doing give and goes and it was very predictable and now there's a lot more going on and i think there's a little bit more space for odegaard to play around with or um uh but do you want to? We've we've said Martinelli is a must. Are you going to get two six point five mids from Arsenal? That feels like well, that's, overkill to me. Th- that's what I was thinking. It's like dropping Jesus to fund a, or honestly to open up a slot for Odegaard. That feels a yeah. little a little extreme. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I don't know. He's there. Like you know, if somebody gets injured, you know, if one of Gabriel or Jesus. You know, it's kind of weird because there's Gabriel Jesus, there's Gabriel, and there's <laughs> like there's like a lot of Gabriels and you know different varieties uh, in our style. But if any of the Gabriels get injured, Brandon, then I I would be thinking about uh, sure. considering Odegaard, which I I never thought I would say those words, Brandon. I, that's really a, a shock to me. Yeah. And Saka, unfortunately, he's just not offering enough goal threat for his price, and so just kind of you know he's he's you're getting a, you know attacking returns, but just at eight million, you need you need some goals, you know. It's an odd season for him. He's just kind of receding into the, into the like fog. He's, he's. I'm watching All or Nothing right now. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think I've heard Saka say more than three words during this entire show. Episode uh, one, I thought he had some some moments. I, I didn't yeah. care for that show. I, I, it's it's too scrubbed for me. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's basically like a, a a campaign message for Arteta, like he's running for president of Arsenal or something like yeah. that. But I did start watching Welcome to Wrexham, which I kind of like. I don't know if you've seen any of that yet. It's oh the, uh, well, yeah. uh, speaking of uh, Wrexham, we have to uh, shout out our manager of the month for the Patreon League, David Conway, so uh, who lives in Wrexham. So I have to get oh, cool. at David to talk to him about what's going on with Deadpool United over there. Uh, yeah, so that <laughs> yeah. shows good. That shows good. Oh, I think it's. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, okay. it's it's a cool. lot of it's 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 much more serious than I was expecting. I, I don't know. I, I thought it would be kind of a more Ted more Ted Lassoy, but it's actually much more like a straight doc, like a straight documentary. Mm-hmm. So it's, mm-hmm. it's English people but, in a small town taking their their inconsequential football team too seriously. I'm shocked yeah, to hear this. There's a, there's a great movie called local hero. If you've never seen it, Brandon, about a, I, about a I have company. Seen it. Yeah, yeah, I love that really movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, uh, let's move on to Manchester city. There's one guy we really like. Uh, I, you know, you should bring him in at some point, Brandon. His name's Earl and Holland. I think he's mm. terrific. Tell and, me more about uh, him. What's uh, I don't know anything from? about him. Honestly, mm. I just heard about him this game week, you know, but he's, uh, he's been incredible. He's, it's like on the one level, I feel like I'm supposed to hate it. Like, Oh, like he's going to break the game or whatever, but he's so fun to watch. I can't really bring myself to 
be annoyed about it. I don't, you know, it's like, I'm just, it's you're, fun. I don't know. I think, yeah. I think you're a bad person if you're annoyed by Holland. I'll, just, I'll say it. <laughs> he is, he's, like, he's a marvel, it, right? He, he is. He is a marvel. And you just have to, I mean, we're, we're due. We're due for a, a, a new generational talent. Let's we've, yeah, we've suffered through these waning blood. years of Messi and Ronaldo. Uh, that's it's like it's like winding down the Leicester and Liverpool squads with those guys. Yeah, uh, we're, it's it's time for the epoch of Holland, uh, uh, and I couldn't be it's more incredible. thrilled. Yeah. yeah, his lowest return so far in six game weeks was a five point return in game week two. Thirteen, five, six, seventeen, seventeen, and nine in the last in the last six. He's got ten goals and one assist on the season. I don't even know what that average is up to. What's uh, I guess six divided or six divided by six. He's averaging like ten point one points per per match. It's incredible. I mean, we've never seen a start like this before ever. Yeah, I mean, just, even even when, like even when players have had goal runs, they haven't had hat trick runs like this. You know, it's, it's so cool. Yeah, and it's ten goals in six matches, uh, which is uh, outrageous. The question with City is, let's let's not talk about the midfield now what about the defense let's start with the defense yeah. is yeah. the jury still out on the defense or is it something we like or dislike well, i talked about Katsal at the start of the pod i mean he's just i mean you know he almost scored today you know it's like there's just like actually i'm thinking of rodri i don't know why i get rodri and Katsal like confused on the pitch sometimes you know it's mm-hmm. like one shirt is numbers. tucked in and the other is not yeah i, I exactly I, I shouldn't but i mean i think it's like the the kind of tight haircuts you know and they mm-hmm. neither one have like an ounce of body fat you know and i think sure. that's like yeah, similar anyway, build mm-hmm. similar build um and anyway uh i think that uh Cancelo offers you returns both you know on both ways obviously and he's just such a he's so, like he's just so important to that team like it's he's really gonna play like practically every match i think and so much like he did last year and mm-hmm. um and you know Walker to me, I I'm ready to drop him because I just I'm just paying five million for a center back. I mean it's you know I guess he had a chance to score for a, you know an assist to to Holland today, but in general he's like the least attacking fullback in the Premier League, you know. And it's just like it's 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 all fine when you get the some clean sheets, but you know you don't get any bonus points because they score so many goals, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't get any attack in return, so it's it's just six points or two or one and. Mm-hmm. That you know, it's like if if that's all I'm getting, then I might as well just go down to Lewis Dunk, right? And and mm-hmm. save and save 0. 0.5 yeah. million or 0. 0.4, whatever he's at now, you know. And so, or or some other team that's built around more, you know. I don't know. Like I, I just feel like I'm not I'm not hugely enamored right now with with Walker and uh, uh, and so you know I think the, the interesting question to me is is come you know is is with Kevin De Bruyne and whether yeah. he really is a viable alternative to to um to Mo Salah. I mean yeah. so far it's one goal and four assists. He's on 35 points through six. So that puts him what I think four points behind uh Salah. Maybe it's three. Uh but that includes one match where he didn't uh start and mm-hmm. uh only only came out, came out for 20 minutes. And the matches that he has played so far this season, he has had an attacking return in every one but but one in the matches he started that is. And that's Crystal Palace and Crystal Palace are at this point, famously the, the bizarre bogey team, uh, they didn't ultimately beat them because of, because of Holland and that hat trick. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but you know, in general, it's, uh, I think, I just think, and you know, he's one of those players. What's nice is they actually have some, some trickier matches coming up and you know, he's going to play in all of those too. So, um, and I don't know, I feel like, I, I just feel like you're kind of, kind of get pretty much what you're going to get from Salah from, from K, from KDB. And I, 
I, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just, it, not Sala when Sala was at his peak, but mm-hmm. certainly I, I just feel like until we start to see 2021 Sala again, I, I just don't, you know, it's like I'm, I'm sick of waiting, you know, and <laughs> I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to drop down a million. My hot take would be the jury is still out on De Bruyne. I famously love this guy. Mm-hmm. My favorite player in the league. But uh, I think the case that one would make for Sala indirectly is, oh, wait, Sala is no longer a Sala-esque fantasy asset. He's actually more like Kevin De Bruyne. Right. Because Kevin De Bruyne has, we've always, we always flirt with bringing KDB into our teams. Sometimes we do. Sometimes it works out. And sometimes it's fine. But, uh, and sometimes it's a little more quiet. And we're okay with that because we have built up in our minds that, KDB has to return all the time uh, yes. where we've, we've built this, this narrative around Solar. He's built it for us. So uh, it just feels interesting to me how Sala has kind of devolved into a KDB level fantasy asset in terms of points expectations. And now we're talking about bringing KDB in for Sala. Now that makes sense from a pricing yeah. argument where you're like, well, I just want the same price. I want the same points and I want to pay less for it. Yeah, and I want. But I think the jury's the jury's still out for me though, because I I still don't think we have enough proof that KDB can outscore Salah through the season. I I I don't need him to outscore him. I just need him to get close enough that you Mm -hmm. know that I could you know that I that I could save a million. Uh, And I don't know. I mean, I just it's it's more to me about Salah, like you said. It's more to me about Salah than than KDB. I I like the consistency of having a really expensive forward, and I don't trust Sterling or, or Bruno. You know, the kind of yeah. other premiums let that me, you consider there. Let me ask you this. Let me put it this way. So the idea of getting rid of Salah not directly to De Bruyne is you get a bunch of money and you can spread it around, right? Currently, I'm double city defense, Cancelo and Ederson, who to combined total the price of KDB is our Ederson and Cancelo going to uh, match Kevin De Bruyne in points? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, to me, I feel like if I were, if I were you on a wild card, I would, I would be turning Ederson into um, Sanchez most likely. And it's not the question money. I'm asking you. Yeah. But I mean, it's it, the question is like, but to me, the question is more about the value you're getting at that spot, you know? And so it, I, it's hard to compare them, I feel like, because with KDB, you're, you're getting a ton of consistency. And I think that at the goalkeeper spot, you can get pretty much the same returns for less. I don't know. I mean, I I, I, I do see what you're saying, but I don't know. I mean, how do you feel about Ederson so far having him this season? Like, do you feel like it's, it's gone well? Like, do you feel like that was, you know, I mean, you've had a great start at the season, but I, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, like, do you feel like it's, I don't love having him. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like money is just so weird in the, in FPL right now where I feel like in seasons past getting a million into the bank is like a transformative happy day. And yeah. like this, and then the, the game becomes yours, and you can do whatever you want. I yeah. feel like this season, one million doesn't help because there are a lot yeah. of affordable guys. Okay, and so yeah, uh, but that, that that's like splitting hairs between 
Ederson and Sanchez. Like, obviously, if you can get a goalkeeper a million cheaper who's delivering the same points, you're like, why wouldn't you do that? Ederson yeah. has been disappointing because yeah. City are supposed to be more like this machine, I'm told, that they are. <laughs> and they haven't yeah. been defensively yeah. anyway. Exactly. And he's, he's eighth right now in, in points for, for keepers. Right. And so, but again, this is why, this is why it's, it's, we're having a wild card conversation, right? Because you turn Ederson into Sanchez or whoever, right? Dean Henderson, pick your, you know, I think Henderson. We're, 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 we're all out on Dean Henderson at this point. No okay, more, right. no more Henderson talk. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep the focus on Sanchez for a minute, right? So you turn uh, Ederson into Sanchez, that, that gives you 0.9 million. You turn uh, Sala into, um, into KDB. Sala right now is 13. KDB is 12. 12.2 that gets you 0.8 million right so now you're now you're starting to talk right now now you're at 1.7 million like that mm-hmm. is now again it just i look at archer because he's the 4.4 million mind. suddenly now you're turning archer into a, into a 6.1 million player then you look at luis diaz and you compare him to someone like will zaha and you think okay maybe i can kind of get there right now and you're suddenly, at Mitro or tony yeah, exactly. Mitchell or Tony. And then you're like, okay, then you, yeah, you got enough money to really make a big difference. And how much are you really losing at these other spots? And the, it's not, I mean, I'm not saying it's open and shut that like those moves sure. are definitely the way to yeah. go, but like, it's like it, it all starts to add up, you know, all mm-hmm. these various um, moves. And so um, I don't know. I, I think it's, I, I don't know. I just think it's sort of interesting. Like, and that, that, that I think is where I'm starting to like, it, it feels weird to be totally out on Liverpool. Like, I mean, I, I, I don't, I, I don't plan to drop Trent, but like to be out on anyone in their midfield or attack, but it's like Darwin didn't look good today. Firmino's, you know, I mean, Firmino's just too old. I, I can't trust him to start matches. And I don't just like, when is Salah going to start like doing good stuff on the right. Like, I, I mean, I, I know that's like a very inarticulate way to say that, but I just, I just feel like I'm not, you just have seen classic, stuff, man. When are you going to see him cut in and shoot? Like, he, has he done that? Like, I feel like he's barely done that this year. You know, it's, he's not, he's just like, that was the iron Robin thing, right? I'm going to do yeah. this one thing. I'm going to do it so clinically well and you can't stop it. Yeah. Yeah. I, Robin was just like much larger. And, uh, I, I think just, Salah, he's not he's not able to cover that amount of ground the way he was like three or four years ago he's not as quick it seems like yeah and it seems like defenses can pretty quickly adapt to Salah getting on getting on the ball like okay you've got the fullback covering him and then you just move a center back to cover him cutting onto his left and you basically dismantled Salah's entire repertoire by doing that and it's it's now it feels like he's scoring like Clint Dempsey kind of goals, where it's like the ball bundles in the box and yeah. falls to him and he scores. Like Clint, Clint yeah. Dempsey could score like fourteen goals a year that way, right? Yeah. And it's like I feel like Sal is now a real getting bundler. those goals. You know, he's a bundler exactly, and like he's still gonna get seven goals this year where he cuts in and scores. Like of course he is, but like you know, but at thirteen million, you need him to do that like almost every other week, right? To really, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, okay. So we'll, we can move on from, from Salah and city. I mean, I did want to start, you know, you know, from, from, from man city, I, we ended up just talking about Mo Salah again. Champions league football is back streaming on paramount plus nine months of heart stopping. Hold your breath. Exhilaration starts September 6th with the biggest stars, top teams, and the wildest fan bases across Europe. Watch every match from the group stage through the knockout rounds as Benzema and Real Madrid defend their title against Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, PSG, Barcelona, and more in football's biggest club competition. 
Don't miss a single sweat-soaked second of regulation time, stoppage time, and extra time. And stream every match of the UEFA Champions League live starting September 6th exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, Spurs are an interesting one because I don't know how to feel about anybody in that team, really. I mean, other than Sun being like kind of out, I mean, Harry Kane has has put together a really consistent season. I mean, he's got it's five like goals the least impressive, uh, consistent goal scoring show you've seen in a long <laughs> it's all, time. It's because of Holland, right? It's Holland is like, and I guess <laughs> that would be the that would be, I guess, the other alternative move, right? We talk about KDB a lot. Yes. But the other move would be solid to a six million, and yeah. then and then turn Archer, I guess, into into yeah. Harry Kane, you know, which is possible. yeah. And some of the great scores I saw uh, today on Saturday after uh, in game week six were from Kane captainers. So he is this. Yeah. This is like my thing with Salah is if he Salah comes out, another captaincy option has to come in because right. I think like pricing argument aside what we've really lost with Salah now is our confidence in captaining him and i would yeah. love to have yeah. an occasional alternative to holland yeah he, yeah it, you could say surely maybe he's you don't not going to start one. some of these ma- yeah but surely he's not going to start some of these matches right and maybe not even yeah. come on and there like, will come to, yeah. there will come a time where you need to catch up on somebody in your yeah. league and you're going to yeah. need to captain somebody different than than your yeah. friends and uh, we need other options. So I think Kane is that guy. But yeah, he's has he had double digits yet in any of these matches? That's a good question. Uh, just barely because <laughs> of the, the the two goals missed pen yellow card uh, match in, in game week four. He had 10 points like the hardest way to, for one to accrue <laughs> uh-huh. 10 points. Uh, yeah. Only 45 BPS, which is very rare for a forward when they get a... Uh, you know, because a goal, a, every goal is worth 24 for a forward, right? So that's 48 right there, plus all your match minutes. And Harry Kane usually creates chances and things like that, too. So, mm-hmm. um, all right. So, yeah. So on Spurs, I mean, so Kane, I like, I don't, I just, if I'm not going to be catching him a lot, I don't know. I mean, I I guess I'm just like, to me, I just still do prefer KDB. I mean, even today you saw an example, but right. It's like just he had a, what was it, a free kick? I mean, there's a couple chances that KDB uncharacteristically didn't didn't convert on and you know i feel like uh 
he's just always like KDB even more than Kane. You're talking about Harry Kane has only had one double digit. I feel like KDB is always on the verge of like an 18 point game. And mm-hmm. I don't feel quite that way with, um, with, uh, you know, with, with Kane. Sure. And if you just go on the metric that I'm fond of is who kicks the ball harder. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne is winning that competition every time. Uh, against yeah, Kane, so you got to go. Loves, with he loves there. to belt it. I mean, the guy yeah, I really so, want to talk about is, is Skip. <laughs> you know, Oliver Skip, and let's 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 spend oh, the rest no. of the pod okay. going in on him a little bit. Good. Okay. No, no I mean, I, I think that player is, is Perisic, and uh, I mean, it's just a weird season for him, right? I mean, first of all, we've talked about him a lot. We've talked about a guy. A guy only has twenty five points in the season. Has been like the most talked about player. He's come on three times the sub. He's. Mm-hmm. Only played the full ninety once, which is a little unusual for a, for a defender. Um, even one in a in a you know uh, five at the back system uh, or wing back system, whatever you want to call it. Um, but then you know the one of the matches he played played seventy five minutes and got twelve points. So like he you know he's only five point six million too. He's he's very affordable. Where are you with Parasich? Like how do you feel about him? Do you like who's him? the uh, that Notre Dame running back who got catfished? Uh, he was a linebacker, but to a oh. uh, to a yeah. of a talk of a is that what Wh- it was? whatever his name? No, no, that, that's the, that's the quarterback. No, Mante Teo, Mante Teo. Yeah, Mante Teo. I feel a little Mante Teo with Perisic, where I feel like I'm led to believe that Perisic exists, but like I've never met him, <laughs> and yeah, um, obviously I know who he is, but um, yeah, all this fantasy talk feels like we just got catfished a little bit. Um, in terms of bringing him into our team. So I couldn't be less interested in Perisic right now. I wouldn't say I couldn't be less interested, but I feel like I they play away to Man City and Arsenal in two of the next three. They've got these Champions League matches, you know. So I, if I think about him, you know, I don't think about him at all. Like, I guess, I guess I'm sure. like you. I, it's like everyone else is talking about him and you and I are just kind of like, not in, you cool. know, but Great. yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe he's like an aging rotatable, if you know, like you know, sub heavy, like he's, he's gonna, Cedric he's, Suarez. He's like a better <laughs> Cedric Suarez. It's just like, I just don't want in. I don't want the stress of it. You know, it's like, I don't even want the stress of Reese James and he's starting way more. You oh know? God, so, Jesus. You're almost yeah. in worse shape if Reese James starts than when he does it. At <sighs> least I got an Andres Pereira bench sub when Reese James missed last week. Now I'm yeah. stuck with James. Yeah, that I know. Yeah, and I that, that's actually the thing about Aronson is I, I if I just not made a move at all, I would have got six from. Yeah, Pereira looks good. You know, he's a. Well, we can talk about him more in a second. Um, so I think you know, Son. Unfortunately, he's out, and you know, ne- ne- you and I have never been Hugo Lloris guys, so we'll just. Uh, we'll just I mean, Kulisevsky, you know, I think that's that's an interesting one too. Um, ultimately, he hasn't really that he was so good in, in game week one, and hasn't yeah. really done too much since then. So I think he's kind of a hold and see what happens with this forming. Richarlison has been so good. You wonder if he might start to, you know, get some more minutes. Uh, Hilarious banter, yellow card for Richarlison against Fulham. I'd love to see it. Only two assists uh, so far for him this season, but I I feel like he's really, um, I don't know. I've been impressed with how he's done so far. He's actually like, he really embraced this role, you know, which I'm sort of, I don't know. I wasn't necessarily expecting. I don't know. It's like, it feels like it's worked out well so far. There's like, there's like a very interesting sign, very bold. Uh, It's cool to see it work out. Uh, All right. Brighton. 
fourth place. I mean, gotta love it. Three wins. <laughs> we were here last year with drive. Brighton, weren't we? I remember yeah. Neil Maupay being interviewed by Thierry Henry, being like, "How's it? How's it feel to be on the precipice of the Champions League?" And then it all fell to pieces. And yeah. look at Maupay now; he's at Everton. Yeah, yeah, missing chances, just like like old the Maupay like old of old. <laughs> So, I mean, I, I think that I, you and I are both a little, I mean, okay, the defense is terrific. You could, you could make it a strong argument for a, for a double up. It's, it's just a really good system full of players who have played in it for a few years. Right. So it's like, mm-hmm. you can kind of, you know, Veltman has played for, uh, even he, right. He's like one of the newer guys. And this is, I think mm-hmm. his third season with, with Brighton is it third yeah. or fourth. Third uh, season, yeah. Third. Yeah. Yep. Uh, obviously you have Lewis Donk, uh, you have Sanchez who has actually been picking up some bonus points and saves, which is kind of a new, a new Rare. wrinkle to his game. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, he low key might be like, he and Gabriel are like the two, like, I mean, outside of Holland, obviously, but like the two kind of low key superstars, um, for my fantasy team so far. Um, and yeah, I mean, Webster too, Webster has been around for several years now. So just really Emmanuel solid. Lewis. What's, what's that? I was just Emmanuel, making an Emma, Emmanuel, oh, Emmanuel, Emmanuel Webster. Lewis yeah, that, that's for everyone uh, grew up in the, in the 80s television. <laughs> the, in the, United the, States. The, great, the great Chicago based sitcom of old. Yeah. Uh, are we, are you or me still totally out on everyone in the midfield and forward spots? Gross. Mm. McAllister, maybe. I don't know. Had some moments. I, I'm more into, I'm more of a Trossard guy. Even okay. though it's just one goal and one assist, there's something about uh the position that he's playing on the left it feels like he's pretty involved and i think he's got the skills to convert mm-hmm. it into fpl points it's not happened yet but he's on my watch list certainly more than mcallister mcallister is going to be like that milivojevic sort of fantasy player where you're only yeah. ever going to get points from him when there's a pen yeah exactly he took he took the pen but um yeah, if you look at like a heat map for him, like he's not even really like approaching the box, you know, yeah. and so it's it's just a little, um, it, yeah, it doesn't feel very sustainable and, and gross. I'm just, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not a believer either. Yeah. Um, so, I think if you're, if yeah. you're, if you're trying to be serious about fantasy, gross is obviously the pick. So uh, I don't feel like we, the message we put out should be so dismissive. You and I uh, have our own reasons for not bringing him in. Uh, which is just kind of based on trust issues. Uh, yeah. But he's definitely, I mean, he's, 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 he's better than Trossard as far as a fantasy pick goes right now. Yeah. It's just like, he's like, I mean, Gross is in his sixth season, right? I mean, it's like, you know, he, a, he had two goals, three goals and two goals the last three seasons. Like, yeah. I don't know why I think this like run of form is going to last much longer. You know, I mean, it's, I don't know. So I, I, I just, I, I'm just not like, it's fine. Like he's cheap. So it's not like worth like getting like, fussed about but like i just don't see like mm-hmm. a lot of long-term value there well chelsea they're uh they're in fifth place which actually is a little like i feel like the narrative around chelsea would not lead you to believe that they're in fifth place but they're you know three wins one draw one draw two losses negative goal differential which is a little unusual for a, a fifth place team should have probably drawn today uh i don't like anybody even even Raheem Sterling, who I just think is slightly too expensive because I don't trust him. Uh, I I think I might just be like out on Chelsea forwards and mids until Thomas Tuchel leaves. That's kind of where <laughs> I'm, I'm at now. Yeah, I I'm I'm with you on the Thomas Tuchel ang- angle because it's clear something is missing in the attack, and yeah. they brought in Aubameyang to play the nine, 
And, you know, people would argue tactically, well, now they've got a new focus and that will help free up Raheem. Kai Havertz has not done it there. So this is good. And let's look and see what Chelsea is like a couple of weeks from now. But I remember just a year ago, Chelsea bringing in a big number nine signing and it was Lukaku and Tuchel had no earthly idea what to do with him. Yeah. Tuchel just, it's, it doesn't seem very good at setting his teams up to score goals. And it doesn't really yeah. seem to matter what formation he's playing, uh, what personnel he has. Uh, so I agree with you. I think the attack will just perpetually yeah. be anemic under Tuchel. It's crazy because, I mean, you almost do feel bad for him because you can, like, see how it should work, right? I mean, like, some of these crosses from Reese James are so good, you know? And it's mm-hmm. like, it's like you can see how if the wingbacks were really – and this I, I wonder if Ben, ben Chilwell is going to come back into the squad now, you know? He has to. Or he's, like, just, like, miles yeah. better than Kukurea in, in, in that respect. In attack, in attacking. Yeah, 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 exactly. So I, I think uh, – yeah, we'll see what we'll see what happens with 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 him. But yeah, I mean, it's like you could say when, when things are clicking, it's really like this kind of outside in, you know, attacking style. But it just requires your forwards to be a lot more clinical. So I mean, Aubameyang, like, I mean, he, you know, to me, he's like a complete. I, I wouldn't really, I'm, you know, I'm crazy that he has this broken jaw from this break in. You know, that he can't uh, can't play yet. You know, you see, he they they showed footage of him showing up late to the West Ham match and the commentators were like, well, I guess he can't get fined like at this stage in his career at Chelsea for being late. <laughs> just like for like always getting fined for being late by Arteta. And it's just such a thing. He's like so disengaged from what's going on. Totally. I, I, I would not trust him in my fantasy team at all. And I, I, it's kind of hard to, I was thinking like, cause he's kind of clinical, like he's more clinical than anybody else they've got up front. Like maybe that outside in style works for him, you know, a little bit. I, I don't know. Like, I'm sure I, I, this is just, you know, I, I'm not a Chelsea obsessive, but like, like everyone in fantasy, I watch a ton of Chelsea matches and just, it feels like they have somebody, they just need somebody up front who can do a little more. I mean, Sterling, I mean, Sterling's a, a dynamic player. I thought that mm-hmm. that second goal he scored uh, midweek where he lofted it over the keeper's head was beautiful. You know, it was uh, I think it was Ward, uh, the Leicester keeper. And so I think, uh, you People know, I, just, I mean, just really doing it to Ward this season. Just I know it's been it's been tough guy. on all, all Ward. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So I, you know, let's go down to just because somehow we're an hour in. We're only six clubs in. So let's 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 go down to uh, Liverpool. Anything else you want to say on them? I feel like we covered them pretty handily <laughs> at the start of the podcast. Uh, yeah, it's kind of a nightmare scenario fantasy wise with Liverpool right now. And it's going to be a matter of who's brave enough to pull the plug in their fantasy team on pretty much all of these guys. Trent is a concern despite his explode explosion in game week four or five or whenever it was. And uh, yeah, Luis Diaz kind of seems like he's becoming a player where he needs a miracle to return. And we've already talked about it. So. Feels like he should be doing better, right? It's like he keeps cracking yeah. the post, you know? It's yeah. like, oh, man. So if you look at the Merseyside Derby and you were worth wondering, well, does Darwin coming back change the equation? The answer is no, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. 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 D- weird one. I thought he might start, you know, I thought they might just like roll him out there to kind of. It's actually what I think, like Man City, like ultimately the they should have just rotated everybody, you know, and then you could bring in Holland, you know, uh, mm. 
the final 30 minutes and maybe, you know, it's like, it's like in the one hand, it's like you want to keep the momentum going. On the other hand, it's like maybe they needed some fresh blood based on what happened today. I don't know. But uh, yeah, you wonder about um, just bring Darwin in right from the start. And wait, he didn't start, did he? Um, Darwin did start. Yeah. Oh, Darwin did start. Oh, so yeah, they, he tried it and it didn't work. So, you know, what the, <laughs> that blows my narrative up right there, doesn't it? Um, all right. Well, let's. Um, yeah, and in fact, Liverpool are actually probably lucky to come out of that with only uh, with one point, right? Because that was another another close uh, VR call today too. A lot of V, you know, I actually think VR has been fine uh, the last like year since they changed the the line system. But I think sure. it's been like a bad week for VAR. Like it's been sort of just it's like a little too intrusive, right? Uh, whether it's right or wrong, it's just like I just don't like having this much VAR. You know, it's, I think that's what it is. I but. yeah, if you if you have VAR, like I don't need to know about it as a viewer. Just just yeah. do it. Just do it in Stockley Park and don't yeah. tell me it's going on. Quit Let me believe having, there's no VAR. Quit making these guys watch the monitor. They will never stick with their decision to make a walk over there. And it's like it's, it comes to, and you, we talked about this before, but it's like it's, it's like grates on me now. Right. It's like the second they walk over there, like, oh, OK, they're going to change the decision. Like there's well, you know, yeah, no, even if no they, one has the guts to uh, stick with it, they have to change it. Otherwise, uh, they've just wasted like three minutes of everybody's time. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah, exactly. Make it um, worth right. our while. All right. Well, let's move on to Brentford. We talked about Ivan Tony. I think he's been fantastic. Uh, just you know, in terms of value, if nothing else. Mm-hmm. Um, everywhere else in the squad, I I'm not as I'm not as sure. It, it, you know, they're the kind of team they're well put together. You know, it's like there's a lot of it's like a lot of like B plus kind of guys, and that that's it works out really well from a premier league staying up perspective fantasy wise mm-hmm. it means a lot of different guys are going to score points and it's it's hard to really ever know who you want to target right i, I don't want mm-hmm. jensen i don't want i don't want visa i don't want janel even De silva right i'm just like you know even you know he's, he's not going to get enough starts it's you know so it's it's tony and then maybe in boma i feel like that's that's pretty much it with 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 uh Bradford. Yeah, I agree. And even Rhea, the goalkeeper, he hasn't delivered on the promise of being the 4.5 pick. The team is as organized as they are. uh, They just don't seem tight enough to... uh, The system isn't as good as Brighton's system in terms of keeping clean sheets, so why bother? Yeah, I think that I think that's right. And there's just you know, um, defensively, it's amazing that Ben Mee got a price rise. I mean, it's like you know, it, it's classic early season fantasy, right? Defender scores a goal, everybody buys them, and, mm-hmm. and now it's been zero two two one since then. So yeah, I like think when that, I brought Reese James in, should have yeah. bought Ben Mee. You should have bought Ben Mee. It saved that <laughs> same similar returns, and you would have saved yourself a one point. Three million or whatever. Solid KDB, Reese James to Ben Me. Problem solved. Fantasy <laughs> yep, is yeah. forever solved. It's so much extra money. Um, all right. Well, Man United. We should probably just table this until tomorrow. I really want to see how they how they play in the in the Arsenal match, but uh, or later today, given how late this this podcast is is, is now going. But um, I feel like um, I am more impressed with their defense than I was expecting to be. Mm-hmm. To the point where I would consider because they're so cheap it's not like even in recent years they've been a little they've been priced in that kind of top six range and now they're priced like a mid-table team and so you can get into their defense for for very little money and so 4.4 for diego dallo who was turned out to be a bonus point monster yeah exactly dallo dallo has been you know dallo has been good uh 
I mean, you know, I, I'm actually glad because we were kind of, we kind of made, I wouldn't say we made fun of it, but it was just like, it wasn't looking very good for, for our boy, uh, Lysandra Martinez at the start there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that Brighton match just was not, did not play to his strengths. And then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but since then they've been, they've been really solid. And, uh, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, he, I, I mean, he's not like a player I would really consider in fantasy, but it just feels like in general, there's more solidity in that in that man united defense you know what about your boy sancho josh uh two and two that's a pass my friend i will be passing on him but listen this is why we have to move on because if he scores if he scores like two goals today and i say pass Mm -hmm. and this podcast goes out (laughs) it's gonna look bad so let's give me two give me two cuts josh and i can sort of like re-upload the file if he scores a break okay that's that's give me a b test it yeah exactly give me half the listeners will get one (laughs) (laughs) so i'm gonna ask you uh assuming sancho scores zero against Mm -hmm. arsenal josh what about your boy sancho he is who i thought he was brandon all right, now give me one for uh, if Sancho scores a first half hat trick against Arsenal. Josh, now tell me about your boy Sancho. Terrific value at seven point three million, Brandon. I'll be buying him very soon as my solid replacement. <laughs> wow, it's like a, it's, it's like an a, an AI generated response there. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, well let's let's move on from from uh, Man United uh, and talk about Leeds United. Let's go. I actually did not realize the Leeds United were ninth in the table until <laughs> until just now. Uh, shows how how uh, it, it's such know, it's, it's such feast or famine with this club right now. Either they're crushing some club or they're getting crushed by another club. They, they could wild. not have defended worse than they did today in that in that Brentford match. There was a moment where. Melier was like 35 yards away from his goal. Like I don't think I've ever seen a keeper that far away from the goal. And then, and then you had, I don't even remember who it was. It was, it was, maybe it was Robin Cook or something like that was like standing in goal in case Ivan Tony did what he did, which was to <laughs> kick a ball in there. And then he mm-hmm. still just sort of like, like didn't even like make a move on it. It was yeah. like, at that point, don't you just take the intentional handball? I don't know. I guess I guess no, it's a red card. No, you no, know? you keep it's, your dignity yeah. in that situation, right. Josh, and, you, and then you just blame it on Melier. That's that's what a normal person I think would. I could have moved for that ball. I don't. I felt like that. You know. So it's the defense is what we thought it was. The attack and with Rodrigo out, Bamford's still a question mark. Uh, Gelhart continues to be the like looks good, no returns, you know, player <laughs> that we all want to see. Oh, Sinistera. That's the one. I mean, Sinistera has looked awesome so far. I mean, he, he is actually the, the, uh, the, um, uh, who's the player just left for Barcelona? Damn, I'm just. Oh, uh, yeah. Rafinha. Rafinha. He is the one who's, who's, who's picking up the, the Rafinha slack so far. Yeah. It's got a right. really nice goal at mid league. I thought that that was really impressive on the, on the Aronson uh, cross. And, uh, yep. I, you know, that scores again today, 6.5 million. I think that he, I wish he was a little cheaper. Yeah, you know, I, I suppose. I mean, mm-hmm. I wish he was six million. But you know, they play Forest in game week seven, Villa at home in game week nine. I don't know. He's not like a he's a, he's a wild cardable asset. I think. I think the jury is still out on all of these guys. Leeds have proved to be a super fun team to talk about in fantasy. Are they super fun to own? Yeah. That jury is, is is still out there. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I feel like they just need a couple more weeks of information for me of eye test as well. 
I think that I think that's fair. Um, Aronson, I'm not even sure he survives for game week seven for me. I think it might have mm-hmm. just been a, a short term, a short term okay. sitch. You know, we'll 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 see. We'll see where I where I end up. I want to wait until the game week's over and the Champions League matches are played to make any game week seven decisions. Um, sure. And Bamford, let's you know, I don't know. I mean, he uh, you know looked good in game week one, and then he, now he's just like perma injured, which which sucks. But you know, hopefully that. Uh, I don't know. I hope he stays healthy because I like watching him play when he's when he's healthy. It, he's a cool so, guy. He, I just like he's he's fun. Like I feel like he uses his he he understands space really well. It's like I feel like he's like a, the kind of player who can can really get the ball and do something with it. It's like and a real Stephen Hawking sort of a yeah, exactly. Space and time are, are <laughs> concepts that he is well acquainted with. Um, all right, and that that round of the top ten here, Brandon. We've got Fulham. There's t- okay. I mean, okay. There are two players that we like Pereira, the, the premier 4.5 million midfielder, not much else to say yep. may not get you a ton of goals, but he's just, he's just creating chances. You know, I mean that chance he created for Lewis dunk, uh, in, in midweek was, was terrific. You know, it was a, it's a cross and, and, you know, dunk just, <laughs> sent that thing in, you know, sure. un, 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 undefendable. Uh, but no, I, I think he's looked really good. And then obviously Mitchell, we've talked about already. He's been, you know, terrific. And um, I mean, do you, do you think there's any reason to think that Mitchell just can't, can't keep this going? Uh, he's done it against pretty much everybody so far. Yeah. It's less to do with Mitro and more. Can the team keep the momentum going? Uh, the concern is that the squad uh, wasn't deep enough to just keep, keep uh pressing the attack that way that way they have the first month of the season so they brought in a bunch of like misfit toys on deadline day like daniel james and uh some backup uh fullbacks and 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 what have you willian for one Mm -hmm. yeah so it's the willian it's like another chelsea uh Oh, like expired due date guy. Like on, we all remember when Andre Sherla went from Chelsea to yeah. Fulham, and yeah. that was sort of like a uh, a sign of things to come. Yeah. I love that. Like the Arsenal years for William are just like a thing that happened. It's like it's like when Michael Jordan went to uh, Washington Wizards. You know, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like right. you could remember that, or you could just kind of forget <laughs> it ever happened. <laughs> or Corinthians, I guess. Like he then went to Corinthians, and he was basically getting sadly death threats for how poor the team was or uh, i don't know so anyway oh, really Jeez, I didn't uh, know that. yeah yeah so it's been a rough go i I do hope he does something for for phone so i don't know i think i think it's worth it like it's worth getting metro now if you're wild carding now how why would you not want him how fun like this guy is a yeah. tank and he <laughs> is I mean, he's scoring so every kind of goal as well. He's yeah. scoring goals yeah. at the back post. He's making his own curling efforts from out wide. Uh, um, uh, and yeah. he's doing the Holland, you know, just like hold up the ball in the middle of the 18 too. I think it's all good news for Mitro until the yeah. wheels sort of inevitably fall I off. Mean, full. The, they, so they play, uh, they play Chelsea in game week seven. And uh, get, based on current evidence, I would expect him to score in that match, honestly. And then from there, it's Forest, Newcastle, West Ham, Bournemouth, Villa, Leeds, Everton. I mean, you can basically go almost until the – then they play Man United and Man City like right before the World Cup break, right? So you can go basically though from game week eight to game week 14 is a just a nice solid run of, of – of, 
scorable fixtures or however you mm-hmm. want to frame that, you know, f- matches he could score. And so, uh, you know, and for less than 7 million, it's like, I mean, if you, you know, give me, do, you, do I want Luis Diaz or do I want Mitro? Right. I mm-hmm. want, I want Mitro. And so, um, yeah, I mean, the biggest reason for me wild card right now would be to get to a, a playable third forward without having to really make some difficult decisions. I, I, I honestly don't think I will wild card this week, but I, you know, but I, I think there's an argument for it. I think you could really make a case for it. You know, I would mm-hmm. probably wait until Wednesday. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's sort of, it was a reason to wait. I mean, I guess if you're on a walk card, it doesn't really matter as much, but uh, I don't know. I mean, you're, I know you're kind of like, you want to like wait for more information. And I, I do understand that, but I, I could see a lot of value in moving early. You can, you can really get ahead of some price rises this week too. I think Mitchell's going to rise again and Fafana yep. will probably rise, you know? Yep, God, Fofana. I'm not I'm still not convinced Fofana's any good, but uh, four point four million though. It's like, you know, it's like you stick him at the end of your bench. I don't know. It kind of depends. Like, I mean, you could start him in a lot of matches. I mean, Chelsea like are, are are certainly gonna have a fair amount mm-hmm. of clean clean sheets. We would think, right? Sure. I mean, it's just you know. So anyway, all right. Well, let's move on to uh, lightning round, Brandon. We've got clubs eleven through twenty. I was surprised to see Newcastle in eleventh. I think they do have some players that uh, we could consider fantasy wise. Obviously, Trippier has been terrific. I would absolutely have him if I was wild carding right now. He would be one of the. Yep. He would be in my squad. Yep, Nick Pope as well. Just posted a twelve pointer on Crystal Palace this weekend, so yeah. I think he's just remains elite. You know, yeah, you were really considering him going into the season mm-hmm. too. He was at like you know yeah. the top of your keeper list for a while there. He was, and uh, I chickened out, so, you know, um, regrets. Uh, I could always go to, he hasn't, his price hasn't changed, so it's it's not like you uh, you have to go to Pope, you know, hat in yeah. hand. He is 5.1. Now 0.5. Yeah, he picked up a, a one price rise. Did he, he must have just rised, risen tonight while we're recording then, because I, I guess I haven't refreshed my screen yeah, in the last three hit hours. The, hit the old refresh there, buddy. You'll see Nick Pope <laughs> at 5.1. Man. Uh, yeah, interestingly, it's uh, Dean Henderson and Sanchez are the two that have risen the most. They both risen 0.2. So, uh, okay. yeah, Henderson, yeah, a zero to one after some big price rises. Classic, classic fantasy right there. Um, all right, so I did yeah, consider like, Almiron as my five million guy instead oh, of Tyler Adams, which I was just like, why am I? I just, I just need to stop thinking about this because I'm not <laughs> I don't gonna, know why you brought gonna, Tyler Adams. That seems <laughs> insane to me, but I, I don't want to dwell on I it. I knew like, he was going to yeah. play. Like Almiron, yeah, Newcastle have got guys. have got a bunch of guys, and yeah, I just I knew I just needed a couple of points on the bench for a rainy day, and I uh, so anyway. Yeah, We're, we we got to solve that problem. That was probably my first panic yeah. move of the season. So the the player that we, uh, you know, that is that is on my radar for sure. We have a lot of seven million mids that are forwards that are interesting right now. And uh, Alexander Isak has got to be at the top of of that interest list. Right. Yeah. And again, this is where if you're talking about maybe one day moving Jesus on, there are a lot of interesting players that are around seven mm-hmm. million that you could consider. Yeah, I can't wait to see more. And credit to Ed last week who uh, put Isak out there as his his differential pick, and he immediately came through with a, yep. a near brace against uh, 
whoever it was that they played. So yeah, I, I'm definitely <laughs> curious. Liverpool, some little club, uh, yeah. <laughs> some, yeah, some <laughs> club, the mediocre club. I, I, I'm calling it Isak. He reminds me of Michu. Uh, so I think he could, it, that's both it, good and bad. You know, it's yeah, a little exactly. bit of both, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right. Southampton. Is that a pass? Anything you want to say about Southampton? They had a nice win. He picked up a nice, that Chelsea win was nice. thought that was uh, impressive. It it pains me because, and I do apologize to all the Southampton fan listeners out there. I like a sport within a sport for me is just to like hate watch uh, the goings on at (laughs) Southampton and, and Hassenhudel, who's who I always like say is a clown. Um, But, but they've come through like I, I am been impressed with how, they have pulled it together this season. So, so yeah. credit to Southampton. I mean, it's James Ward Prowse is like yeah. make a case for James Ward Prowse. Yeah, even even him, I can't do it. It's presently a slow start for him. You know, he finally got the the, the little price bump this year. You know, is mm-hmm. I guess I actually I guess he was six point five last year as well. I thought I thought he might have gone up a little bit, but you know, one goal and one assist through six matches. It's just not. I can't make a case for him. So let's yeah. let's move every, on. Every every yeah. guy on Southampton put it this way: there is a better option fantasy wise on another team, and that includes Che Adams. Yeah, I think unfortunately, I think I think you're right there. Weirdly, again, this is why the table is so weird early on the season. But somehow, Bournemouth are in 13th place. I don't know how. <laughs> like they've been like they lost nine nil, you know. But uh, they have two wins in the season. I mean, they they won today and they won uh, game week one, and that's. That's enough to get them into thirteenth, the thirteenth spot with a negative thirteen goal differential. <laughs> I, I would not consider a single player on Bournemouth. No, this is yeah, a toxic yeah. waste zone. The only takeaway from the three-two win over Forest is that, wow, Forest, what a shocking way to lose a match. Yeah, my, I, not for a minute did I think, wow, Bournemouth is—they're really turning this giant yeah. ship around i don't think they For, are. forest are at least interesting in their in their own strange way you know mm-hmm. it's like but bournemouth just to me i it holds very little interest to me like they're the team i am probably least interested in watching in any particular hmm. game week outside of seeing what a, you know what kind of number a, what kind of crooked number a team might might put up against <laughs> them all right uh wolves finally uh picked up a couple it was a couple i guess maybe was it was it their it's not their first win of the season i think they it have, is um, their first win was it the first? Uh, yeah, it was the, yeah first one of the season. So they had three draws, one win, three draws, two losses. Um, they are exactly what they've been the last couple of years, right? It's a team that really they you know they look at the XG, you know, and you're like, oh, okay, wow, like they uh, they really create a lot of chances, you know. And it's like there's just <laughs> it just doesn't doesn't it never quite clicks, and it's like. Yeah. Uh, it's you like know, Bob Ross, you know, Bob Ross did his painting shows on PBS and he'd, he'd always paint uh, some kind of landscape. Yeah. He'd make it look fun. He'd really show you the tricks of how to paint trees and paint clouds. Yeah. And at the end of the day, what you're left with is this Bob Ross painting, which is not really a great thing. And then you would never hang it up in your house because it's just painting some trees or something. <laughs> That's basically Wolverhampton. Yeah. You've got Bruno Lodge on the sidelines be like, Here's how we here's how we uh, create triangles. Here's how, here's how we defend with full or attack with fullbacks. And I'm kind of like, the, mm, this is a Bob Ross painting, dude. The one thing I will say uh, is that at least they have added they have they have low key added a bunch of new players that have not really had a lot of time to to bed themselves in the squad. And there's at least like 
a version of this club that could be more interesting in a, a couple of months or something like that. So, yeah. but we're, we're certainly, we're certainly not there um, at the moment. So they're, they're a full on pass on, a, on any kind of wild card um, or transfer decision you might make. Uh, the day they the, sold Den Donker was the day I stopped paying attention to Wolverhampton. That Wanderers. was a tough day for you. You, yeah. you were always a, a Den Donk head, a uh, Den Donk head. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That was the right, right call. The uh, Crystal Palace, we a little lower in the table than I was expecting. I feel like everyone's in love with with Palace this season, and rightly so. I feel like there's a lot to like about them, but so much fun to watch. Yeah, but in the end, only one win, uh, three draws, two losses. Now, granted, the two losses were to Arsenal and and Man City, so um, you know, respectable losses. But mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but again, they're they're two points behind Bournemouth at the moment, Brandon. So we have to. Mm. Uh, but better uh, goal well, difference, uh, though. That goal difference is going to yeah. come into play at some point. I think it will. Yeah. So I, and I, I, I still think that uh, Palace finished top half of the table for sure. And I think uh, Zaha has been great. Uh, four goals. Uh, and that includes actually missing one match. So he's got four goals and five. Um, has, has played extremely well. Um, I think it was Steve. I can't remember if he created a chance or I, you know, I wasn't wasn't watching that match. But I was tracking. I was tracking it, and I, I felt he's just he's just very involved this season. And it's just sort of you know, it's, it, I, I, it's a little bit like Mitro, where I just had to really see a little more to believe that this is not mm-hmm. the same player we've had in previous fantasy seasons. And I, I'm you know, I mean, it's funny because I was another guy that I feel like you. You have been a believer in over the years. Yes. It's been a good year for for Brandon Brandon believer players. My guys, you know? yeah, <laughs> Zaha and Pope and Odegaard. Um, Odegaard, yeah, exactly. I love my guys. I'm, I love to see them succeed. Uh, will I ever actually have them in my fantasy team when it counts? R- remains to be seen. Yeah, but I I would love to have Zaha in my squad right now. That's like a it's this. All right, so Liverpool is just killing me with these fixture expectations. I'm like, all right, I want to get rid of Luis Diaz, maybe yeah. bring in Zaha, but oh, they've got Wolves, and I don't respect Wolves right now. <laughs> but it's that—that's not going to be an easy match. I mean, Wolves it's aren't not, like a team you no, score I, seven. I, I, I agree. And, I agree. And then, and then from there, it's away to Chelsea, home to Brighton. That's not going to be easy either. Uh, away to Arsenal and home to Man City. I mean, basically, like the next five matches are bad. For They're me. not going to pick up a single point. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's weird. I mean, I love yeah. Klopp. I love. I mean, you both of us do, right? Like we're both like sure. huge fans of what they've done. But it, it, this is not this is not a fun version of this club so far this season. It's the not, taste not is looking. bitter uh, yeah. at the moment. Um, and then everything. Yeah, everyone else. On, I mean, the defense. Uh, uh, I think no the defense is okay. It's okay, I, but I feel yeah. like the. Palace defense comes into play when maybe we've got double game weeks to look forward to and they line up nicely for Palace defenders yeah. or there's just like a great run for them. Maybe but I, 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 yeah, like we're talking about Saliba yeah, yeah. and Brighton defenders at 4.5 do are always going to win out over Palace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Everton, um, you know, I'm glad they're looking. I mean, I, I guess the one player in Everton who I, I think has looked pretty good as anthony gordon um mm-hmm. you know it scored uh scored goals in, in game weeks four and five they had a you know actually had a, a kind of halfway decent run to the season uh you know like to start the season their fixtures actually get a little a little more difficult now so i feel like they're unless i'm wild carding around game week 12 to me they're like kind of a pass I, I don't like their next five fixtures at all and 
Um, you know, if I was if I was a little on the fence about whether I'd want to win from Everton anyway, but the next few pictures are bad. Just I'm, just I'm just fully out. Pickford is maybe a player who could enter the 4.5 million keeper discussion. Sure. He's played yeah. really well recently. I agree. His hair slicks back real nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. Picking up his, you know. Yeah. I enjoyed Anthony Gordon at 4.5 last season, yes. but at at this price and Everton still being the team that they are. Um, I, yeah, I don't want him. Yeah. I don't want any he's of these too, guys. He's too good for 5 million, but 5.5 puts him into a different category mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Aston Villa full pass single Villa player. I mean, <laughs> shout out to Emmy Martinez who just, I just love watching him play, but he's, you know, um, yeah, they're cheap. I mean, I don't know. Matty cash. We went off with an injury today, I guess. Although he's not flagged on the site right now, but he's, he, he keeps dropping in price to the point where you're like, well, maybe you can consider him. He's down to 4.7 million. Uh, Leon Bailey has been the most inconsequential fantasy drama of the season. A guy who's caused a lot of heartburn for managers despite us really kind of not wanting to play him in our fantasy teams because Villa have been so bad. And of course at his lowest moment, he just serves a clean sheet wipeout to Man City defensive. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Now, I mean, exactly. Now, if you were playing like a four, three, three formation, right. We had four defenders, three midfielder. You could do worse than Pereira and Bailey as your two bench Mm -hmm. You know, your two your two bench midfielders. Um, now that he's at four point seven million, I mean in your spot it's a little different, you know, but it's like it just mm-hmm. if you're buying him fresh right now, it's like sure. it, it's 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 I don't disagree. Yeah. And I I think he's started the last couple over Ings. Like the threat to Bailey's starting spot seemed to be Danny Ings and just seeing Ings on the bench now. And I yeah. I don't see Gerard changing up the formation too much more at this point, considering he's, seems like he's tightening it up a bit. Yeah. So uh, Bailey, uh, what what about Scotty Parker? I feel like he's doing the, the Scotty Parker. It's like we're not going to score or we're not going to concede. That's the new. <laughs> yeah, uh... <laughs> yeah, that's 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 true. It rare, rarely works that way. Yeah. All right, Villa. All right, let's move on from Villa. Yeah, a couple more clubs to go, uh, three to be exact. Uh, West Ham, I'm buying the rise. I think that they've they've looked better. I think they they, they should, uh, you know, they they should have uh, come away with a point. I feel like in that that Chelsea mm-hmm. match today, and they they drew with Spurs and they beat Villa. So, um, you know, I feel like they've, they've 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 played much better. They had a tough start of the season. The fixtures are good. There's no one I necessarily want from uh, from <laughs> yeah. West Ham. But, credit to West Ham. I don't yeah. want any of you, but credit to you. Exactly. Yeah. 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 All, all credit to, to West. They're the new credit to Brentford, you know, credit mm-hmm, to West Ham. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Antonio, it's just uh, too many miles in the tires now and uh, midfields. I mean, Jared, Jared Bowen is just uh, nothing, Z- nothing, literally like zero goals know. and zero assists so far this season. Uh, he's, he's down, he's down 0.4 million. That's a lot for that's, <laughs> this, that's a, yeah. This team has been priced into fantasy oblivion. That's uh, so true. Season. Yeah. They're, they're actually dropping down into a more acceptable <laughs> range now. And Tony's yeah. down to seven, two, uh, Bowen's down to eight, eight, 8.1. Suchek's at five point. If Suchek gets down to 5.2, Brandon, I'm, I'm buying. You're in. You know? Okay. I love, I love him at five, smart. two. Smart. Um, all right. Forrest, Nico Williams is the only player that, I would consider, uh, 
I mean, I don't know. Like, like when the dust settles on their 45 new players, like there might be some fantasy assets there, but how can you take anybody right now? It's, it's, it's chaotic. It's chaotic is the right word. I agree. Pull them, yeah, yeah. Pull them up on the transfers page on the fantasy side of the stats page. And just like one, two, three, four, five, eight, nine, 10. There's 12 defenders. There's four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 11 midfielders. That's what 23 then five forwards, right? So that's 28 plus Henderson and Hennessy. So that's three. Willie Ball. I forgot Willie Bolly got signed on deadline day. Jeez. Some it's a crazy, lot, a lot going guys. on there. Yeah. 4.3 million. I, yeah. So, I mean, Nico Williams gets up front, but they, they also concede goals. Uh, I mean, his this day wasn't, it wasn't just, it was on a pen one, right? So it yes, wasn't, he, you know, he but, tried to cross yeah. the ball and it hit some dude's hands. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, um, he's fine. I don't know. He's only on 12 points. Like you said, at the start of the pod. So it's, right. you know, I, I think he's fine as a, as a, as a fifth defender. He's a good, who could start for you in a pinch. Good budget move. Right. And that brings us to, just breaking my heart seeing him in, in 20th place here, Brandon, but Leicester city play tomorrow. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll, they'll jump, uh, jump up a, a spot or two. Uh, they're, you know, Doubtful. I guess James, yeah. James Madison is still, um, he's still there. I don't know. He didn't go to Newcastle. Um, he has his moments. Always looks, you know, great on a free kick. They've got a nice run coming up after this Brighton match. So I don't know, you know, Maybe there's maybe there's maybe it's like West Ham. Maybe there's a little bit of a rise there. They probably have to wait until Rodgers gets sacked, which seems mm-hmm. like it's going to happen any day now. And then and then maybe we buy back in, right? Like there's enough talent there, right? I mean, Madison, Barnes, Tielemans, even Vardy and Ianacho, plenty of talented players in the defense. Don't have a keeper, you know, really, uh, unfortunately. I mean, I, I don't know how much of any of this has been Ward's fault, but still, you know, there's not a lot. You know, they certainly don't have like, you remember like when Emmy Martinez filled in a pinch for Arsenal and it was basically like, oh, this guy's awesome, you know? And uh-huh. it's like, I don't feel like I've gotten that vibe so far from Ward, but, you know. <laughs> um, but, you know, I don't know, James, Justin, Castagna. I mean, there's like talented players in the, in this squad. So it just needs a shakeup, right? It just needs like someone new to come in and just it just totally, yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, retool. they do. And, right. And Rogers has given up. If he, after the window closes, he's out there slamming the ownership for not buying anybody. That is a, please sack me now while my reputation is somewhat intact. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So yeah, this, this club is absolutely cooked for the time being. I I fear that you are correct, sir. So (laughs) that is, that is it. Uh, Wow. We actually like, we closed the, we closed the the time gap. I was like, this is going to go into past the midnight hour. Time Lords that we are. Yeah. Podcasting time Lords. Fast this weekend. Get your tickets. Go to fast.nyc. I really want to see a handful more Americans. There's spots left. Grab those spots. I mean, you know, we're actually we're actually we're over what we told the people that we would send Brandon to the event. Um, so you know, I don't think he's going to listen an hour and a half in. So we but we're, we have spots left. We're going to pack them in there. I'm really excited. There's a rooftop. It's not going to. It's going to be lots of room to to go and hang out. Get your tickets. It's going to be great. Uh, you get, I feel like you're getting good value, Brandon, for your ticket too. It's just a lot. We're, we're really working on a lot of different, different stuff there. Um, so, uh, and if you want to support the podcast, if you like what you're hearing, you want to chat on the Slack and, and, you know, uh, get an extra podcast each week. I really love our, our kitchen table pods. Always really fun. You go to patreon.com slash always cheating to support the pod. Brandon, do you want to thank our producer patrons? 
Yes, absolutely. Man, you caught me off guard there. Pulling them up. Thank you, Mike DePietro, Trevor Ingerson, our buddy Chris Howell, DeBig Gaffer, Babas Coon, James Holland, Dave Wegner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Lazaros, Yanos, Jesse Halstead, Bruce Kerr, Brian Chin, Rich Evans, Blair Jacobson, Todd Byerly, Mikey Uong, Shivmore Joria, Andy Portlock, Dan Parsons, at FPL Merch, Kerry Swanson, Jefferson Turner, Francis Moore, Sam Shower, Jeremy Spiker, Caleb Robbie, Lee Hickman, Volger, Paulson, Kruger, Alex Holcomb, James Keatley, The Saint, Bob Fox, Craig Jackson, James Conroy, Shallon, F. Kadakia, Terrence O'Donnell, Paul Herzig, Keith Cram, Roberto Morals, and our newest producer patron, Thomas Tislov. Rate, review, subscribe. I am told now on Apple Podcasts you can, quote, follow us. Uh, so go ahead and do that if you oh. can figure that one out. Uh, oh. Spotify, Google Play, wherever. Fine. Can you subscribe? Is that different than follow? I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. The, the you know, the, the parlance is constantly changing. Uh, sure. Uh, you know, sure. I'm, I'm just trying to keep up, Josh. Trying to adopt the Spotify language or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow us uh, on Twitter, where we're most active, at Hell Cheaters. Our website is alwayscheating.com, where you can find all this information and more. And again, that FEST website is fest nyccom If you're a Patreon supporter, hit us up. We've got a 10% discount code for you for tickets uh, to FEST. So we will see you there at the uh, Sunset Park rooftop. It's going to be a blast, and I can't wait to see Mark, Gianni, and Ed down there. Josh, I yeah. assume I'll see you. You're going to swing by? I'll put in an appearance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So thanks, everyone. Hope to see you this Saturday. And uh, yeah, have a good weekend. Have a good, have a good week. Everything. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.